With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's cracking, y'all? Welcome back to the station. Welcome back to the channel. You know what it is. It's your boy, Ray G. You can find me on X at Ray G. Q, that's Q-U-E. Shout out to all the bros out there. But if it's your first time tapping into content on the channel, welcome in. You came looking for rookie content and I got you covered. This is the Rookie Report week three in the books. Just wrapped up Monday Night Football. Had some crazy rookie performances. And on this show, what we do is we talk through the opportunity, the utilization. We do not chase pass results in fantasy football getting this video out early that way you can go ahead and put some waiver claims in for some of these players if they are still sitting out there on waivers in your fantasy leagues again if you're new to the channel we have a good time over here all that i ask that you do is hit that thumbs up button like the content and if you stick around until the end of the video and you find the information you consume actionable and or entertaining Subscribe to the channel, turn on those notifications. We're putting out dope content every single week. Make sure y'all are tapped in. Wake up show on Mondays, utilization report, Trinity stuff coming out tomorrow, but this is the rookie report. Got quite a few rookies that I want to tap into today. So let's dive right into it. Chasing the opportunity in usage, not the results. And there was a lot of opportunity on tap for Kansas City Chiefs rookie wide receiver Rasheed Rice in week three for the Chiefs. He was stopped, tackled at the one-yard line twice for Rasheed Rice. Should have had two touchdowns in the matchup versus the Chicago Bears. But let's take a look at what he did. Again, opportunity, usage. We don't even care about the result. Let's see what's happening on the field for a player like Rasheed Rice. Look at his route participation. Uh, more than double from week two to week three. 13% of the routes in week two to 51% of the routes run in week three. And I know Kansas City put it on Chicago but Rasheed Rice delivered while he was on the field. 33% targets per route run. So when he's running those routes, Patrick Mahomes or Blaine Gabbert were throwing him the ball. 19% target share. And then you look at the air yard share at 16%. Everything for Rasheed Rice increased after week two or after week three. And you look at where he finished at, you know, 11 PPR points, which was good for a top 36 finish for Rasheed Rice. He was a flex viable player in your lineups after uh, on week three. Moving forward, I do think that Rasheed Rice will start to get a little more opportunity. This is encouraging. This is what you're looking for when you're trying to mine for some hidden value that may be on waivers, that may be parked on a bench on a dynasty roster. You're looking for players who got opportunity. We always say, I want an opportunity to get an opportunity to score me some fantasy points. Rasheed Rice being a part of this offense with Patrick Mahomes and no clear true number one weapon on the other side of the wide receiver room. There's a lot of opportunity there for Rasheed Rice. They spent the second round pick on him. I believe the Kansas City Chiefs want to use him. You see that evidence by his usage in week three. 
Things are pointing up for Rasheed Rice. Go check to see if you could trade for him now. We've been pretty spot on with this series. This one in the Trinity Report, pretty good stuff from Rasheed Rice. Where we didn't think we may see much from him this year, at least if week three is any indication of what he could do moving forward, encouraging to see him on the field moving, moving around a little bit more. Let's take a look at, in my opinion, the rookie of the year so far. I know we're excited about B. John Robinson, and we talked about Jameer Gibbs, but in my opinion, the rookie of the year so far, the best rookie quarterback from this class is none other than Houston Texans signal caller C.J. Stroud who again was phenomenal. Got the dub versus Trevor Lawrence in that matchup on the road for a rookie quarterback, offensive line that did not have Laramie Tunsil on board, offensive line that struggled this year to protect C.J. Stroud, but they did a good job versus Jacksonville, and Stroud delivered. Just take a look at what he's doing this season, right? His average depth of target on the season is about nine, which is solid over 64% completion percentage for him, 67% in week three versus Jacksonville on the road. He's getting it done. You look at the result where he finished at this past week, QB 11 on the season, QB 13 overall. This is a player. I said it last week. I am trying to buy CJ Stroud. The fact that he's doing this already is rookie season with limited options on the outside. I like what's happening with Robert Woods. I'm a fan of Nico Collins, and we'll talk about Tank Dell in a little bit, but it's not like he's got a Tyreek Hill, a Jalen Waddle, a CeeDee Lamb on his roster. Maybe Tank Dell can develop into a very quality high-end starter, but right now, when you look at the efficiency in which C.J. Stroud is operating this offense, he's not a dual-threat quarterback, but he can move around. He's mobile enough to avoid traffic, get out of harm's way, make off-platform throws. Very encouraged by this rookie quarterback. While I still believe Anthony Richardson, for fantasy purposes, offers a ceiling that C.J. Stroud probably won't get to, or let me not even say that. At least right now, seems like a tough path for him to get there, not giving you stuff on the ground. This is a fantastic quarterback in Houston. I will continue to say it. They hit a home run with this young man. C.J. Stroud is going to be very good. He's already very good right now. So if there's any room for you to try to get him in a league and you can uh, execute a teardown, I know a lot of people are panicked on Justin Fields right now, and rightfully so. I would be looking to acquire C.J. Shroud quite aggressively. I've sent out some offers where I'm tearing down off of players like a uh, like a Trevor Lawrence. I actually tried to get that done today, tearing down off of Trevor Lawrence to get C.J. Stroud. So go get him if you can. Another player that was just, I mean, uh, how did we not leave the show with this guy? But Texas A&M, former Texas A&M rookie running back and Miami Dolphins, current running back Devon A. Chain with an absolute monster performance. We all know over 50 PPR points. Scott Connor on Destination Dynasty on Monday talked about Devon A-Chain and his 50-point explosion. Only six players over the last 10 years, I believe, have hit 50 points in a PPR league, and Devon A-Chain is one of those six players. First player to do it in three years. This is what we talked about on this channel. If you're tapped in, we have been talking about Devon A-Chain for over a year and a half now. Throughout the draft process, when everybody was fading him because he was too little, I said that he would be the player that would put everybody's process to the test because he's not built like a prototype running back. But in today's game, one of the things that I'm starting to notice, and I, I bet you are too, NFL is about space. Create space, gain quick separation. You look at the Miami Dolphins, and two is getting the ball out in 2.2 seconds, which is fastest in the NFL, yet he still has an dot that's, I believe, tops in the NFL. So space, separation getting off the line quickly, and being able to house simple runs. And that's what we saw from Devon A. Chain 
in week three. It was a monstrous performance. Uh, let's just look at his utilization, though. Uh, 42% of the snaps, 42% of the rush attempts, ran 39% of the routes, and some of those those little dump-off passes are not a true route, but it counts as a reception. 14% target share, 36% targets per route run. What you like about this, and he finished, no doubt, as the RB1 on the week, but what you like about this is the efficiency in which he operated. Now, was that in part due to the fact that Denver may be a very bad team? Maybe. But the one thing that does translate with Devon A. Chain that worked at Texas A&M is he's got incredible contact balance and he is very, very fast, very, very slippery, very explosive. So if you can see hole, hit hole, explode through hole on a great offense, literally a historic pace type offense that we're watching with the Miami Dolphins, you've got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle occupying both receiver positions, spacing the field out. There should continue to be wide running lanes for the Miami Dolphins. Whether it's Raheem Mostert or Devon A-Chain, is he going to drop a 50-burger every single week? Absolutely not. He may never do this again in his career. But what I will say is it's not out of the range of outcome for this player. The speed, the offense, the ways being utilized in tandem with Raheem Mostert. And a lot of this came when Miami pulled their starters. This kid is very good. He is very good. Would I be trying to buy Devon A-Chain this week? Absolutely not. The price is probably through the roof. People want 10x what you could have paid for him last week. But if there are a couple of down weeks for A-Chain, doesn't do a lot, just put a star next to his name and maybe you could revisit it. But I think he will be an effective, dynamic player for quite a while in the NFL. Very talented, very impressed by his true debut, getting the ball and handling the rock. Let's talk about another rookie who is um, killing it right now. One of the best tight ends in the NFL. And he's a rookie. I'm talking about Detroit Lions rookie tight end Sam Laporta. The Lions hit an absolute home run with this pick. Jared Goff has developed instant chemistry with Sam Laporta. You see it playing out week in and week out. He's an absolute must start. If I updated my dynasty rankings uh, last night, and I believe I have Sam Laporta sitting at tight end three. I believe he's tight end three for me in dynasty. It's Travis Kelsey, who's kind of in a tier of his own. Mark Andrews, and then Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid, Kyle Pitts, and company. Go to the website and get all that good stuff. But just look at this, right? Look at, I, I don't, the, the routes dropped a little bit from week two to week three by a couple of percentage points. Doesn't matter. But the targets per route run, 41%. Insane. Double his highest output from week two. 35% target share for Sam Laporta. And then he's got an eight out of seven. Air yards, 30%. We talk about the Trinity. Good Lord, he's already there. 35% target share, 30% air yard share. And I know the yak, at, yak per reception is pretty high for Sam Laporta. Finished the week as tight end one. He's tight end five on the season. Sam Laporta is a superstar. Bonafide. He's solidified. He's a damn good player. He's going to continue to produce the connection with golf. The fact that you've got an Amon Ra. When Montgomery is healthy, you have a nice rushing attack with Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. He is going to see single coverage, isolated against a linebacker or a safety. And if they dare put a nickel corner on him, he will abuse that position as well. Sam Laporta, plug and play, starter. If you have him in Dynasty, you copped him in rookie drafts at a low price. Feel good, rejoice, because this young man is going to be a star in the NFL for a long time. Would I be trying to buy that? I don't know if I want to pay Sam Laporta prices, especially in PPR leagues or even 1.5 tight end premium. But if you got him from rookie drafts, well done, Sam Laporta. Moving on up. Now, his teammate in the backfield, Jameer Gibbs. I don't know why people are still just so disappointed. I get it. He hasn't scored any touchdowns. I understand that. 
but you wanted to see increased usage for Jameer Gibbs in week three without David Montgomery. And damn it, you got it. You got it. You look at his snap share, 48% to 60% in week three. 57% of the rush attempts went to Jameer Gibbs. 50% of the routes to Jameer Gibbs. Now, he was only targeted three times, which is disappointing. You watch the game, and this is why it's important to watch. You could see that they tried to scheme some, some screens to him. It just didn't work out. Defense blew it up. Atlanta's got a solid defense. So he wasn't targeted much in the game. But you see, he is getting, got 50% of the inside. The five rush attempts was stopped towards the goal line one time. Two-minute snaps. He didn't get any in this game. He finished RB23 on the season, so a top 24 running back. But not what you wanted, not what you expected, not the hopium that we have for Jameer Gibbs. All I'm going to say is stop panicking. Do not worry. Things are okay. His participation, his usage, that's what we're chasing. No, he didn't score. No, he didn't catch a lot of passes, but he was targeted nine times the week before. You see the targets per route run. You see the target share in week two. Now the rushing stare increased. We want to see those targets pop back up. Detroit was just a little bit off all the way around outside of Amon Ra doing his thing and Sam Laporta with that big play. Don't panic or worry about Jameer Gibbs. If anything, this, if people are sour on him in your dynasty leagues, trade for him. This is an opportunity to buy him probably pretty low. So I would actually go send some offers out and see if you can acquire a Jameer Gibbs from a disgruntled fantasy manager that thinks he should be scoring, you know, 30 points a game already. And he's not even that type of running back. So when you look at the usage, who cares about the result? Snaps are there. Rush attempt shares are there. The routes, he's running the routes. That's what you want to see from a rookie running back. From this rookie running back, Positive regression is coming. Regression in the positive sense is coming for Jameer Gibbs. Trust me on that one. Do not panic sell. Jameer Gibbs, don't do it. Roshan Johnson, Chicago Bears rookie running back. Roshan Johnson, they just got a beat down against Kansas City. But looking inside the numbers, checking out the usage between he and Khalil Herbert. Now, we thought we would see a little different offense, get Justin Fields doing the things that makes him a successful, which is using his legs, using that RPO action, to sort of create running lanes for himself in the backs. And you look at Roshan Johnson, the snap share increased. And I know I don't have Khalil Herbert's numbers pulled up, but they were very identical to Khalil Herbert. 45% snap share, 36% rushing attempt share. I believe he ran the ball more than Khalil Herbert, I think. I, I think, don't quote me on that. I believe he had eight carries, two receptions in that game. But 31% of the routes, every game over 30% route participation for Roshan Johnson. Target share, 10%, little little higher than week two, but a little bit lower than week one. But then you see the targets per route run, 22%, which was an increase over week two. I want Roshan Johnson. This is another one of the rookie running backs. There are a couple of guys right now. I know the hot name is Devon A-Chain, but go trade for Roshan Johnson. Chicago's got to find some sort of life, and it's not coming behind the arm of Justin Fields. It's got to start on the ground. And I know the offensive line is not very good, but opportunity is going to be there for Roshan Johnson. And Khalil Herbert hasn't exactly seized that role in the backfield. So instead of trying to go out and buy a Devon A-Chain, maybe buy a B. John Robinson, or maybe the next player that we're going to talk about in Zach Charbonnet, try to go get you some Roshan Johnson because I feel like his price is still depressed and it's only a matter of time before he takes over and is at least the lead rusher in that backfield. There is no one and there's nobody out that doesn't exist outside of Zach Moss and Kyron Williams apparently but he's going to see continued increased usage in that offense I'm confident of that and the data tells us the same thing talked about the aforementioned Zach Charbonnet sharing the backfield with Kenneth Walker a lot of people thought Kenneth Walker was going to be 
uh, yield it, be deemed irrelevant by the drafting of Charbonnet in the second round. And it has been anything such so far to start the season. However, there were some positive signs coming out of their matchup in week three. And you see right here, snap share uh, almost doubled for Zach Charbonnet, 44% of the snaps in week three for Zach Charbonnet, 27% rush attempt share, highest on the season for him. It's been about 18, 18 routes, damn near doubled, right? 22% to 42% for Charbonnet. Wasn't targeted much, but he's on the field. He's on the field. He's running hard. He's uh, he's scoring some points, right? He had six PPR points, not good for anything, 38th overall. So it's not that he's scoring a ton and, and, and being this difference maker from that regard, but if they turn this into, maybe they got to work this rookie running back and turn this thing into a true 1A, 1B, 50-50 committee, this could be good for both of them. Geno Smith has definitely shown that he can be the quarterback of the short-term future for Seattle. Kenneth Walker balling out. He was RB3 on the week, just absolutely dominant on the ground and through the air. And I know the yards per rush and the APA for rush attempts is not good for Kenneth Walker, but when they're giving the ball, he's delivering for us in fantasy football. That's what we want. But I really like some of the peripheral metrics that we're looking at for Zach Charbonnet. Some opportunity is brewing for Charbonnet. Him getting on the field, them working him in the offense more, it's probably starting to click for the young man. So keep an eye out on Charbonnet. May cost you a little bit because of the name. I would try to target a, a Roshan Johnson before Charbonnet, but everything looks positive moving forward for Charbonnet. So like what we're seeing so far from Zach Charbonnet. And uh, in my opinion, we look at these rookie-wide receivers from a dynasty value, from a production value. And right now, Puka Nakua is <clears throat> blowing past everybody, even with a 5-for-72 performance, which we look at as pedestrian. Pretty damn good for, for a rookie wide receiver to get those numbers. The one that I really just, I am all in on, I will trade Puka Nakua. You send me a first for him, I'll trade him. You know why you trade players for a first? Because you can go buy anybody you want for a first. So you send me a 24 first, no problem trading Puka Nakua. You send me a 24 first, I am not trading Zay Flowers. Everything that we're seeing from this young man screams Trinity, Trinity, Trinity. Target share, yak per reception, yards per route run, air yard share. It's time to go ahead and unload the clip on Zay Flowers. I believe they have found... Their wide receiver, one of the future here. You look at him, 100% route participation, 26% targets per route run, 33% target share. And then you look at the air yard share, 20%. Even though his ADOT was very low, this was a, a wet, nasty game, Indianapolis and Baltimore, 20% of the team's air yards did go to Zay Flowers. Third down target percentage, 38%. Finished with 13 PPR points, 29. Wide receiver, 29 on the season. So I know you look at the end... You're looking at the result and saying, man, wide receiver 15, wide receiver 46, wide receiver 29, he's wide receiver 30 on the season. But what I'm looking at is he's running all the routes. He's being targeted when he runs the routes. He's got over a 30% target share. When you're looking at his air yard share, it's right there at that 20 threshold. You want to see that get a little bit higher. Let's get Lamar Jackson cooking. Let's get this offense working. But Zay Flowers is like the guy. I am all in on Zay Flowers. Everything that we're looking at, everything that we're seeing is only going to continue to increase and get better. Rashad Bateman, non-existent. Odell Beckham Jr., hurt. There's nobody else. Feed, feed, feed Zay Flowers. And I believe that Baltimore Ravens will continue to do this, especially after dropping that game to Indianapolis. Get Zay Flowers the ball all in on Zay Flowers. And then we got two more receivers I want to talk about. 
Tank Dell from the Houston Texans, monster performance. And this sort of correlates with how good C.J. Stroud is. Tank Dell is going to be damn good as well. So Tank Dell, you look at what he did in week three. 84% of the routes, 25% target share, 18 A dot, which is insane. 54% air yard share, 25% target share. You know what it is, the Trinity. Targets, yards per route run, air yard share, yak per reception. He's that. He is going to be pretty damn good. And I think we can get over that he's too little. We're seeing Tutu Atwell, Devonta Smith, Tank Dell produce in the NFL. Am I expecting him to finish as a wide receiver seven again with 26 points? Absolutely not. Not in week four. Don't chase that. Chase this. Chase 84. Chase 27. Chase 25. Chase 54% of the air yards. And chase the efficiency in which C.J. Stroud is operating. Tank Dell is a dog. Tank Dell is going to be quite good in the NFL. And a lot of people have to eat a little crow on him for thinking that he's not going to be good just because he was a third-round pick, just because he was 5'8", 160. The kid can get open at will. Separation specialist with a ball placement specialist. Good things brewing in Houston. Now, the final player we're going to talk about today, and I'm excited because this is a new entry into the Rookie Report, a player that a lot of people liked in the pre-draft process coming out of college. It was pretty quiet first couple of weeks. New quarterback because the starter was injured, and we saw a little more opportunity for this player. And I'm talking about Indianapolis Colts wide receiver Josh Downs, who came out of nowhere, it felt like, and had a very quality, solid week in week three. Let's take a look. 84% of the routes, but here's where it gets good. Whereas the first couple of weeks, 14% target per route run, 19% target per route run share, 27% in week three. You look at the targets, 27% target share. Air yard share, 20% for Josh Downs. He finished with 14 PPR points, good for wide receiver 27 after going 58-58 the first two weeks. Why do I think this happened? Well, Gardner Minshew's been around. He could probably read the field a little better than Anthony Richardson right now. He's spreading the ball around to some other players. You saw Alec Pierce got some targets. Josh Downs was targeted in this one. When A-Rich comes back, what's this going to look like? I'm not sure, but here's what Indianapolis needs to find. Another weapon opposite Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman is doing his damn thing. Talked about him week one on the Trinity Usage Report show, but Josh Downs can be a nice complement to what Michael Pittman is. They're two different receivers. Josh Downs, shiftier, quicker guy. Utilize him, him in the slot. We know the tight end position is pretty fragile in Indianapolis right now. This right here is like, okay, now I need to go scour my waivers to make sure there are no Josh Downs sitting out there in any of my deeper dynasty leagues. And he's one of those type of players you probably can get as a throw-in in a bigger deal. If you're trying to do that tear down from Trevor Lawrence to get a C.J. Stroud, can you get kicked back in a Josh Downs, a Zach Charbonnet, one of these type of players? Josh Downs would be one that I'm looking at. I like what we're seeing from his usage in week three. This is an arrow pointed up for Josh Downs. We'll see how this looks when Anthony Richardson returns. But so far, looking at his route participation, looking at the target share, looking at the air yard share, these are things that we're trying to identify in order to take some calculated conviction shots on players. And I feel all right today taking one of those calculated shots to see if I can get some Josh Downs before he does pop off, whether I keep him, hold him, trade him. That's irrelevant. I'm trying to chase the usage. I'm chasing the opportunity. And that's what you need to do as well. Some other rookies we didn't talk about Mentioned Puka Nakua, he did his thing. Quentin Johnston with Michael William, Mike Williams going down with the torn ACL. More opportunity for QJ. Make it happen. You were damn first-round pick. Let's go. 
Quentin Johnston. Down performance for Bijan Robinson, but nobody is concerned about Bijan. The bigger issue in Atlanta is Desmond Ritter and that Falcons offense. And then Marvin Mims. Can we get some more Marvin Mims in Denver? Come on, Sean Payton. Kick, refer, kick return for a touchdown, a, a long touchdown the week before. You see the speed. You see the dynamism. Use the young man. Use him. Jaden Reed doing well out in Green Bay. A lot of good rookies playing some good ball so far this season. Appreciate y'all tapped in to the show. If you appreciated it, if you enjoyed it, if you found the, the content actionable and or entertaining, hit that subscribe button. Comment below what rookies have really stood out to you this year. How you feeling about old CJ Stroud? I'm feeling damn good. I hope y'all enjoy your day. Make sure you check out all the other content on the channel and go to DestinationDevy.com for more actionable and entertaining content from the DD team. Appreciate y'all, and I'll see y'all in week four of the Rookie Report next week. I'm out.